Hey guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. And for today's episode, we plan our episodes obviously before we start recording, and we just wanted this to be an episode about Doja Cat and Lana Del Rey and things that are happening in pop in pop culture right now. However, with recent events, we do want to focus on anti-blackness in general and how things like the Doja Cat scenario or the Lana Del Rey's of the world and, and in celebrity culture can affect what is happening with anti-blackness and anti-black violence right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lydia's going to um, introduce our guest. Yeah, so we have Angie here, who is the president of BSA right now. So if you don't know what BSA stands for, it's Black Student Association at Western. Um, other than just being president, Angie's been a part of Black Student Association since her like first year university. So we thought she'd be the perfect girl to have on the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hey. <Love> <laughs> um, so I think to start, for those of you that are unfamiliar, um, we were planning on explaining the situations not in like super depth just because you can go look it's all there the receipts are there to start we can talk about the lana situation lana del rey decided del rey karen (laughs) karen del rey she really decided to open her big mouth on beyonce's internet when no one asked for her opinion no one asked for her to say anything like she was not provoked no one was looking for receipts about her she just came on the internet and it. decided to talk about black women one day what Nobody are the problems that yeah no one asked her but what are the problems that you guys have with what she said okay the problem i had was one she addressed the post or the letter the tip like the typewriter post that she has on her instagram that's still up so if you guys still want to see it you can she first started out by saying, uh, question for the culture, which obviously that is to black people. It is a black thing to say. It's like something that you say to black people, that's a culturally known thing. So one, she's addressing black people, obviously. And then she goes on to list all these black artists at the exception of Ariana Grande and Camila Cabello. <laughs> um, and basically complaining that they get to do things that she doesn't get to do and they get to act quote unquote sexually or like talk about the relationships in ways that she can't and that she would get shamed to do those things for. The post was stupid because obviously she doesn't understand that black women um, get penalized more so than she would. But then the worst part for me was her explanation because she refuses to apologize. And she was like, well, you know, I'm just fighting for delicate women, which was probably the most racist thing that came out of her mouth. (laughs) It was such a coded way to say I'm fighting for white women. Yeah, just that's stay what with was. your chest. Like, if you're a white supremacist, stay with your chest. Yeah, and then she also further said, like, there's no space in feminism for women who look and act like her. Which I don't know why she had to say. I feel like if she said look like her, it might have been, or just said act like her, it might have been okay. But yeah. saying look like her just was very. Do you not understand history? Do you not remember? Like, do you not know anything in life that you could be saying people who look like you when you're a white woman? Well, she definitely does it because she was like, well, one day there's going to be the third wave of feminism. I was like, sis, we've been in that. It's even going to come on the fourth wave. Like, why are you saying now that there's going to be a third wave? And she also claimed that she wasn't a feminist, like in her first initial post, because she made three. So I was like, why are you even 
mentioning the wave of feminism, babes. You don't even care about women. <laughs> like, And it's like for you to say that there's no place in feminism for women that look and act like you, as if feminism is not inherently been built for white women Mm -hmm. it just that is such a tone-deaf statement to make and like I'm not surprised honestly like I'm not surprised I've never seen (laughs) Lana Del Rey be actively anti-black in any way so nothing like this surprises me personally yeah that's true and then what a surprise. I guess Lana Del Rey stands decided to like vulture on the internet and then get dirt on Doja Cat literally the next day after Lana is canceled. And we find footage basically from like three days before. It was like really recent footage of her on Tiny Chat with, I guess, like incels, alt rights. She's been kicking with the KKK. And <laughs> we have found out. And then on top of that, she had a song called Didn't Do Nothing, which is like, an alt-right slur and then also we found out that she worked on her latest song with dr luke and if you don't know who dr luke is he sexually assaulted kesha and then like a bunch of other artists i didn't even yeah. know that no i think like with the doja cat thing it just made it very very apparent the ways in which people choose to cancel other people like this is not the first time doja cat has been canceled i don't know if people forgot but she was canceled back like a couple of years ago for homophobic things that she was saying on Twitter and people forgot about that. And she continued to face commercial success. And like, I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people. Like I, I was like, okay, well she issued an apology and she seems to be okay. Like she's not doing anything out overtly problematic because those things were very um, like in the past, like they were tweets from like 2009, things like that. So I started listening to her music again, but now seeing this, I'm like, this does not surprise me at all. Because if you really do watch her, she is very, like, she has some sociopathic tendencies. I don't know if anyone else, I don't know if anyone else has deep this. Like she, I liked her personality because I think she's quirky and whatever, but when she was doing her apology live or whatever that house, she was No, that was, she was whack. She's, she seemed like such a sociopath. She was <laughs> angry. I was like, you don't get to be angry when people who've paid for your success are sad. Like, you don't get to yell at us. We are just here to listen to you and we shouldn't even have to be here because if you want to cancel you, we'll cancel you. And we won't run you your check. But anyways, she's doing too the apology much. was so nasty. Like, it was you're weak. just nasty. Mm-hmm. You're gross. You're like, gross. I don't even think she was sincere at all. Like, nothing about her apology was sincere to me. And just so unserious. Like, I don't know. I feel like she shouldn't have said that she was tipsy at the end, too. I feel like you shouldn't yeah. add that in an apology. Like, you did something weird, bad, cringy, all, whatever. Like, what she did, like, why are you... Oh, you had an opportunity to save yourself. And you fumbled so bad. Fumbled so like, bad. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to be problematic and then issue a notes app apology or a typewriter <laughs> ask <our laughs> apology keep it i don't want it be like nikki nikki's so problematic and she just revels in it she has never come on the internet to post some fucking apology she does not care if you're gonna be problematic be problematic if your apology is not going to be some from a place of authenticity like yeah. keep it i don't want it i don't want it i feel like with doja cat too she definitely just has like some sort of like self-esteem issue with like allowing herself to be degraded like 
degrading herself online like how she's like posing for these men like like people can do whatever they want to do but i just feel like you're going to be posing for this man calling yourself a racial slur that you know these groups are alt right and it's just like it, it shows that you have no respect for yourself and i feel like it's still kind of like that whole like biracial like you don't really know what's going on with your life like with um how her father left her and then that was apparently the reason for why she like identified more with her white side so i feel like there's a whole like issue with you know, just self-esteem and not really knowing where you come from and just using those ways to make you feel better about stuff like that. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, I think I 100% agree. Like, she definitely has issues. And I'm not going to deny that. But I think when people make that argument, it takes away the accountability from her being a human being that has agency and can make decisions and can learn and grow from things that have happened to her. And so I don't, I just don't think that's any excuse for your anti-blackness. However, I, I understand that it's a circumstance, but it's mm-hmm. just not an excuse. It's not a justification. It's just an explanation. Yeah. Because I saw like, um, other like people who have gone through like really bad things with their parents or just like, for example, like with this biracial thing, like J. Cole, his dad left him as well when he was younger, but he's not out here calling himself the N word for pleasure or trying to it's like she was explaining that's because of shock value like she likes to make people because they used to bully her when she was younger and they used to say things like that to her so she started saying it to other people just the excuses weren't making any single sense at all so I don't know very unserious girl I I don't know if I can look at her the same and I think like between the Doja Cat situation and the Lana Del Rey situation they are different because Doja Cat is expressing anti-blackness as someone who is half black Her father is South African and then her mother is Jewish, I think. But obviously these politics get really, really confusing with the fact that also she's very white passing. If you look at Doja Cat, she's pretty white passing or racially ambiguous. You wouldn't look at her and automatically assume her blackness. So I think the fact that that is her identity also makes it really complicated because if you were talking about anti-blackness coming from someone that's more visibly black, then I feel like it's a different conversation. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And also I feel like her blackness is almost like a thing that comes in handy. So because of the fact that she's a rapper, it's like convenient that she's like a light-skinned thick girl. But, mm-hmm. and you know what? So many things about Doja Cat make sense. Like even the fact that she was dating that one guy, um, Johnny Utah, and like the fact that her wigs weren't on right. I was just like, man, her wigs. It's like <laughs> making sense now. But um, yeah, I definitely think that like, her specifically, she definitely used her blackness like as like this convenient tool where it's like, I'm going to bring it up now. I've never heard her claim South Africa, by the way, until her apology. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so now you're going to bring up the fact that you're South African because everyone thinks you're a racist. I feel like she doesn't want to lose like the black, the black crowd that she has, the black dollar, the people who are buying her tickets. That's like why she's bringing this all up right now. But if this, if she wasn't exposed, if she wasn't caught out for being racist then no one would be saying then she wouldn't be talking about her african side she wouldn't be talking about her black side she wouldn't be saying i am a black woman like there's no need to be saying you know what i mean like she wouldn't have done that so she's using her blackness in a way that it's convenient for her yeah for sure like you do not walk through life and you are not black every second every second of every day you're definitely not like i'm sorry and it's true it's the same way in which people that are biracial experience oppression in different ways than someone that isn't like it's the same exact exact thing are we can like are they both canceled for sure for sure 
I have an issue with canceling anyone. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah, I I don't, I'm not canceling them, but what they did and what they said, like Lana Del Rey, okay, as much as she's a Karen, she is, I don't really think her original point of what she was trying to do was be racist. I think what her point was, was just trying to say like, look, she she was obviously jealous. She's obviously bitter of like uh, people of color having success over her and she's not understanding that. So she's trying to put it in this whole stupid excuse. But I think the point of it was just like, she doesn't want to keep getting, she doesn't want to keep getting critics from feminists and music critiques about like her glamorizing abuse, talking about like heartbreaks, ex-boyfriends, all this stuff. And she's saying like, these women have like, these other women are um, glamorized for being sexy, all this stuff. They're only at the number one because they talk about cheating on men and all that kind of stuff. So I think her point was just like, she doesn't want to be, known as a bad person and like she just wants her music to be listened to basically if she hadn't mentioned those people i think she would have been fine and i would have been canceling her i wouldn't have wanted to cancel her so with Rhonda ray i don't i'm not canceling her but i think she needs to apologize for what she said like yeah. i'm still gonna listen to summertime sagas i will <laughs> <see that. laughs> like, but um yeah i don't cancel her but what she did wasn't good but i really do think that she has to apologize for her actions yeah. Um, and I think that's true for any artist. Honestly, stream them in silence. Just stream them in silence. Other than R. Kelly. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. not R. Kelly. R. Kelly. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. And I think especially as of like late, I'm realizing so many artists are not particular. Maybe they're problematic. They're just like silent on Black issues. And I'm just like, mental no made. I'm going to stream you in silence because like, you don't give a shit. It's so yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of canceling people has a lot to do with virtue signaling and showing other people that you're a good person and you care about this particular issue. So you're going to cancel this artist to prove that, hey, I care about Black people. I am going to cancel on Adele, right? And I think it comes up a lot with activism, with social media activism, with people playing the role of activist or advocator. When push comes to shove, they're not doing anything. What are you doing when you see a white person or a non-black person of color practice anti-blackness? What are you doing when you see people be misogynistic? What are you doing about homophobia and transphobia that you see from people in your real life? The thing about cancel culture that doesn't sit right with me is people using it as a prop to show their morals. That That is not okay. That doesn't do anything. And a lot of what canceling someone has come out of is stand Twitter. Yeah literally white people on stan twitter or people hiding behind a username you have no idea who they are canceling doja cat for anti-blackness when you're not even black what what is your what is your point here i don't understand what your point is yeah i get what you're saying i mean i guess like some people might do it out of allyship but also like some people overstepped and did too much as far as like speaking on it like i definitely agree with that um and then also i feel like cancel culture is always just like this this like our mirror to or us mirroring how we understand punishment and i think that the intent of cancel culture is like you did something bad you're gonna like reap the consequences which like to a certain extent i get it like i don't think that there's certain people that i will like financially support for example i brought up kanye a million times on this podcast like you know it's like there's certain people that i'm just like i get it but i'm not gonna financially support you anymore because that's just like my signal to you that like i don't like what you're doing but basically cancel culture is kind of like this virtual or financial prison where i think growing up we're always like okay you did something bad you're gonna get beat okay you did something bad in class you're going to the bad corner but like maybe won't even explain to you why you are like punished we just know that the action is bad and so it's very like shame focused rather than reformative so i do think that 
we do need to focus more on like reformative practices where like people will cancel Doja Cat and maybe they kind of know why, but they don't really understand why. And then how are we as a collective going to make sure that other Doja Cats aren't being reproduced? Like, I don't think it's enough to, like, I don't think people are scared off by getting canceled. You know what I mean? I don't think that people are responding well to deterrence. I think that people will do whatever they want. We just need to make sure that we're not reproducing them. The thing about canceling too is that people don't follow through with their actions. This is exactly yeah. what you're saying. What are we doing to stop reproducing another Doja Cat? Because after this Lana stuff, her streaming numbers went up. Like her, one of her projects went back into the top 100 or something like that. One of her projects went platinum. So clearly this isn't working. You're saying what you're going to do, but you're not doing anything. It's the same way that people will claim allyship, but don't do allyship. It's the same exact thing. What are you actually doing for the underlying issue at hand? Because you canceling a celebrity means absolutely fucking nothing to me. It literally means nothing. And if you want me to pat you on the back as a black person for canceling someone, I'm not going to do that. I'm really not. So that's my opinion. Yeah, I feel that. Because even with like R. Kelly being canceled, like that's not going to stop. I mean, he should be canceled, but that's not going to stop other people doing what he has done or what he has been doing you know what I mean like we need to talk about how he got there and the structures that are we're allowing him to do that so we can actually stop the problem I agree it's more about looking at the systematic apparatuses at hand than canceling a single person it just creates a scapegoat mentality of putting all the blame on this one person for this systemic issue which takes the onus off of you to actually do something about it yeah, yeah. And I feel like cancel culture too is so hypocritical because you'll cancel someone and you won't cancel another person, which is like, for example, like Michael Jackson, though nothing's been proven about Michael Jackson. Like there's all these allegations about him and child um, trafficking and all this stuff, but you, you see people playing his music all the time still. So I just feel like it's not, you shouldn't be canceling people. Obviously certain things are like no go, like R. Kelly, obviously we're not going to support that. I feel like now, and especially, I don't know if you guys saw the whole UK influencer thing and Nella Rose and everything like that, like all of that canceling, like that's not good for anyone. And even like um, Caroline Flack, like from Love Island, like she was yeah. canceled for um, her abu- abusing her boyfriend and then she ended up killing herself. We, I don't think it's healthy and I think it's very shameful. I, I agree there's certain people we shouldn't support anymore, but I feel like once you said something to someone, once they're re- paying the repercussions for it, it's not every day you have to keep talking about it. You you it's not because you don't have to make anyone feel worse than they already are. Like once they've acknowledged that they've done something wrong, you don't have to keep pushing it on someone because like, even with Nella, how they kept talking about her dead parents, right? They've talked about her parents, like her mom, like your, your mom is um, so angry with you because she's in the grave right now. Like your mom deserved to die. Stuff like that. Like, why are you, why are you bringing up these things that have happened in the past? And especially when people have apologized for them. That's another thing too. Like, when people have apologized, I feel like you should just let it go, move on. You don't have to support them anymore, but it's not your job to be out there like, yeah, I'm canceling this person. I'm doing this. I'm, like, I just feel like, like keep it to yourself. Like, yeah. yeah. And on the topic of Nella, I thought she had a really, really good apology. Great. Like, she apology. seemed very genuine. She's a black woman and she was expressing colorist and anti-black sentiments, I'm pretty sure, on Twitter. But this was like probably 10 years ago. I don't know. I saw tweets from 2011. I'm not sure if anything was more recent. But I thought her apology was really well done. It seemed very genuine and it seemed like it was coming from a place of care. So it doesn't make sense for me for people to come at her and talk about her parents passing and be dragging her through the mud like that. Like, do you think you're a good person for doing that? Because you're dragging her because you think she's not a good person. 
you think she's not a good person because she's anti-black or because she's expressing anti-black sentiments and you're going to cancel her like it just doesn't make sense to me if you're going to come at someone with violence when you are uh, reprimanding them for violent sentiments that they have Yeah. And that's something that I always tackled too is because that was something that I kind of thought about when I was thinking about Doja Cat initially is can I really hate on someone for just having internalized hate? Like in a world where like they so, everybody so badly wants to make sure that they hate themselves. That to me is a line that I'm like, I don't know how to express because we're all black women and like we would not do what Doja Cat did. And we understand that. But it's like, am I, who am I to shame another Black woman for having internalized misogyny or anti-Blackness? I don't know. I, that's a line that I never know exactly how to deal with because she also has a lot of privileges too, like class, she's able-bodied. She has so many resources and she's benefited from so many other Black women that a part of me is like, what are you doing? But I think if we revisit Doja Cat a year or two from now and if she's still in the same place, yeah. Then you know that she's actually just a shitty person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Those I like how are you gonna be saying the Edward and thinking it's gonna turn people on? Like that's I don't know. I just find her so unserious. Does she like, say the N-word in her music? I don't, I don't even know. know. But, but she said it a lot on Tiny Chat. <laughs> yeah, and she's obviously benefited from dipping into her blackness when it's convenient and portraying black aesthetics and portraying hip-hop music so it just it doesn't make sense love make it make sense how are you anti-black when you're in the tiny chat but when it comes to being on the billboards you're not anti-black at all but she did say apparently it's like she said that she doesn't like being black she doesn't like her black side but she benefits because she's thick and she's light-skinned so you know there's some good in that so she she acknowledged that she did, I, that's apparently what I saw. Like, it was a claim, like, old tweets were made. Like, she doesn't like being black, but at least she's thick and light-skinned. Makes me sick. Scary. She's honestly scary. She's very scary. She's terrifying. So I guess, like, how does all of what we're talking about, I guess, affect what's happening right now with, like, Minneapolis and Black Lives Matter? I think the, the really evident thing that we've seen is just, like, we can see people don't like black people at all. Like, it's just, like, very evident that Black people have little to no respect in this world from someone who claims that she's Black or she's a Black woman hating your own race, then on white women for like saying that Black people shouldn't be at the top because they're sexy or whatever. Like it just shows that um, like the world doesn't like Black people right now. And it's just very scary. Like you're trying to steal Black culture. You're trying to claim Black things, but you're, you don't want to stand up for Black people. I mean, you, you don't want to see Black people have rights. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know. Personally, I want to see Lana Del Rey open her purse. I want to see Lana Del Rey donating to these bail funds. I want to see her donating to all these different organizations. Because if she's truly not anti-Black, that's what you would be doing Mm -hmm. with your cop-ass boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is Lana, this is the other thing about, okay, I'm actually glad that Instagram Uh, like my whole TL and all my stories for the most part, not all of them, unfortunately, but for the most part, it's like filled with people saying like, go to this protest, people at protests, like, you know, doing activist things. But on the flip side, I feel like it's very performative. And so Lana Del Rey actually went to a protest. Unfortunately, I don't know what's going through her mind. I think she's actually begging to get canceled. She (laughs) recorded people looting and like put it on the internet and like didn't blur out their faces, which is really dangerous. And Kalani had tweeted at her and, other celebrities had tweeted her being like, you need to take that down. 
But obviously she posted it to be like, I'm protesting, but where are your funds? Like, I feel like the only exception to the rule for me of people not speaking out actively is like celebrities. I just want to see your money. <laughs> like, I just want to see the money go to funds because that's going to be way more. You've said enough. Doja Cat has said enough. Lana has said enough. I just need to see the money. <laughs> Oh, a lot of celebrities have been doing that. A lot of celebrities where it's like, I actually don't need your opinion on this. You do not need to put this long thing together. All you have to do is share the resources, share the story, and show that you that you have been supporting this. People need to see where your money is going. People need to see it, period. I don't care. Yeah, I completely agree. And just tweeting out the link is very disgusting to me. I've seen quite a few YouTubers do that, which like not every YouTuber is rich, but the ones that I've seen tweeted out have been very rich. Like I saw, I mean, I don't know what I expect from her, but I did see Emma Chamberlain. If you guys don't know who that is, just like this really famous YouTube girl. She's like a skinny white girl who's on Cosmo. Anyway, she has like a huge, she has a house in LA and she's like basically a teenager. Where is her money going? She needs to, she needs to fund Minneapolis because she needs to pay up. She needs to pay up because I'm sure half of her comments are black girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Um, but this brings me into my next point and the next question that I wanted to ask you guys. What can we really expect from celebrities? Should we hold them to a higher standard because they have a platform? Because honestly, some of these celebrities, I'm like, I actually don't want to hear you talk at all. Don't say shit. Don't say anything. But I think where it gets hard for me is celebrities that are either black or are non-black and very much benefit from black culture that are not saying anything white rappers you're sickening you're actually sickening (laughs) yeah exactly or all those rappers wives like kim kim did you guys did you guys read her instagram (laughs) statement i did what did she say and i thought it was really amateur someone wrote it for her the issue i have with the kardashians is not that i want them to be activists because they've shown that they want to benefit from black culture and that they want to marry black men and that they want to have black children and not care about black issues so okay whatever but the issue with Kim's statement for me was that she was separating herself from the fact that she had a black husband and had black children she very much was like it is very hard for me to see this it breaks my heart to see it to see this and I know that I will never understand and it's like sis you have a black husband Yes, he's a coon, but he is still black. And yeah, and black children, yeah. And black children, and you're going to be raising black children. So it's not that I I expect much from the the Kardashians of the world, but where is your money? Why are you keeping your purse shut? If you're just tweeting the petition or you're showing the fact that there is GoFundMes to donate, we need to know that you're actually donating. Celebrities want so badly to just be able to give $50 and go. That is not... No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And like for me, because um, I've been paying such a close attention to who's posting, who's not, just like people I know in real life on Instagram, I think, do I expect a lot from celebrities because they're celebrities? No, but I do expect humanity from humans. So it's like, if you don't want to say anything, I don't know why you wouldn't want to say anything, but like if you're not going to fund Um, something that is for the greater good and you're rich and you're higher class I definitely think that like people who are like the top tile like so rich 
like should be donating because the thing is about wealth is it's not equally distributed and if you think that you went onto the top by yourself by your own hard work that's a lie there's a lot that's of that's a lie hard work does not equal money and a lot of times especially celebrities it's black people who've been supporting you so you really need to cash out and pay back <laughs> they do but will they because i saw this tweet where someone was like you don't expect to go to a dentist and expect them to be an engineer. So why are you going to a celebrity and expecting them to be an activist? And I really like the way you put it, Lydia. It's not that I'm expecting you to be an activist. I'm expecting you to be a human who has human decency and who cares about other humans. Yeah, exactly. Other humans who support you as well. Like these are people who support you. You have to be able to make sure that you're looking out for your fans. Like these are, you have black kids, most likely you like black guys. Like, you need to be able to support Black people who support you. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anti-Blackness is just so deeply ingrained that celebrities would rather donate to getting the Notre Dame rebuilt than to donate to Black Lives Matter, to donate to a protest. Like, these are not, the Notre Dame is a building. These are people dying every day, but you don't want to care about, they care about animals and they care about buildings. They care about the turtles. Guys, if I literally go in public with a plastic straw, I don't. But if I did, hey, I'm getting side (laughs) eyes. (laughs) You're getting canceled. You're getting canceled. Retweet podcast is getting canceled for using a, a plastic straw. Yeah. Talk to me when you care about black people. It's true. And like even certain people, like the person who shocked me the most and I, who I was actually waiting for um, to show up to the Toronto protest was Drake because he came to the Raptors parade. Like he reps Toronto. Like I think he has the Raptors like tattooed on him. Like he reps Toronto so much, but it's like, you don't even care about the black women in Toronto. Like you don't. I don't know. I just, I feel like for Drake, Drake has always shown that he doesn't care about black people. So it's not surprising for me, but it's true. He does put on for his city and he puts on for Toronto, but does he put on for black people? No. Drake is a performative ass puppet. Did he post anything? I don't, I didn't check, but not I don't think I've so. seen. He's definitely not posted anything. Uh, Silence speaks volumes. Let me just tell you. Jay-Z, what are you doing? Jay-Z, real. you're so quick to say, I'm not black, I'm OJ. You were so quick to make a story of OJ. And where are you now, honey? I want to know. And even like, do you guys see Beyonce's statement? I did with the music and the filter. It was, was so weird. weird. <laughs> was like, it was so weird. I don't want to get canceled because the beehive is going to come for me. Even though I'm low-key, I'm, I'm in the beehive kind of, but it was so weird. It was very like, performative. It was rehearsed. Yeah. yeah. It's it like you don't genuine. care, really. Yeah. Like, the filter. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Like, for Beyonce, I know she does care, like, in terms of her actions and what she's done in the past but right now I'm a little hesitant I'm a little off put Mm. I didn't like her statement it was very all lives matter esque. I just didn't enjoy it because at the end of the day this is the thing a lot of people who support Beyonce are black but they're also white so for her to lose her white rich fan base to not come to her little mean greets like that would destroy her (laughs) but I mean she has a whole music video where she's setting a cop car on fire so yeah that's true didn't that um, I don't know. There's some rappers like Kendrick, Tupin Butterfly. Where is he? I don't know. He has, has he tweeted anything? No. Has he posted anything? No. So, and then you see other rappers like J. Cole. J. Cole has been at the protest. And this mm-hmm. is not the first time. J. Cole was at a protest for Mike Brown in 2016, 2015. Like, that's not the first time. Tory Lanez was out on the streets. 
And so there are celebrities out there that are decent human beings. Mm -hmm. So I, I get what you're saying. We can't just excuse them. And that's the thing. So I saw a good amount of tweets of people saying, well, you know, if you just like donate, you can be silent. Like, you don't need to say anything. And I was like, I don't agree. I think allyship is the full thing. Like it's, it's the donating and also speaking out about it because it then lets people know. And it also reassures black people around you that like, I'm here to support you. You know what I mean? I think that's really important. Like about the whole being public about your support, because I actually did post something on my story about, um, telling people they should be posting, like, if you, especially if you have a black friend, if you know someone who's black, if you're watching my story, you should be posting, you know, cause this could be me. And then someone responded to my story saying like, I'm not racist. I support black people. I've signed petitions, but I'm not, I like, I feel like my, my um, support shouldn't be shown by just what I post. And then I was like, okay, lol, thanks for signing petitions. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not, we didn't, but you didn't say just post. You said do everything. You have to you do both. Post. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it all. You have to do um, all. That's real allyship. Yeah. It's not black people's job to dismantle a system that we didn't build that oppresses us. It's yeah. not our job. But that's also the problem that I have, like, with this excuse of white people saying, well, I just don't feel like it's my place. And like, honey, you better be at the front lines, okay? Because I, there's only so much I can do. If I could stop it, it would have been stopped, babes. Like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? Yeah, and I think white people and non-black people of color just have this obsession with not being the racist ones. Yeah. I'm not racist, so I don't want to associate myself with my race. That is racist. That has perpetuated all of these inequalities where it's like, babes, it's not about you. It's really not about you. It's about a system. Until you can understand that, you will never be a good ally. And until you stop thinking that me calling you white is an insult, you will never be a good ally. Being called white is not an insult. If you're someone that thinks being called white is an insult, it's because you use black as an insult. No, that's how I feel about people get mad about Karen. Remember what Lala Del Rey said? Thanks for the co- the Karen comments. I was like, sis, if this was any black person, nigger would be commented on the whole thing. <laughs> so don't even, don't even. So I think there's obviously a lot of outrage surrounding black celebrities who haven't spoken out and who have spoken out and have said coon-ass things. I know you guys saw that one actor, he's in Dope. He's in On My Block or something on Netflix. I forget his name. I don't know his name because he's so irrelevant. And he had to come on here talking about, I know how to act when a police officer sees me so that I won't get killed. Point blank period is what he was saying. And I really think that Black celebrities, unfortunately, identify more with their class privilege than than they do with their Blackness. And they separate themselves from their Blackness to a point where they're really like, I'm not Black, I'm OJ. There are people that are genuinely getting mad, this girl crying because someone broke into the Gucci, like people were looting the Gucci store. And it's like, you are so deluded to think that your class is going to afford you the privilege of not being Black and not facing anti-Blackness. You're deluded. You're actually deluded. You're not my activist. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think there's an issue also with a lot of higher class people of color, but specifically Black people, like even like with Beyonce and Jay-Z, it's like, 
you know, because I think it is really subconsciously because of the idea of the American dream. Like, I think what's fueling the fact that they think that they identify so much with their class is because they quote unquote work so hard to get there. And so they quote unquote deserve to be there when really it's like anybody could be working just as hard as you. And some of those people don't get granted the spaces that you did and didn't get the luck that you did, weren't at the right place, right time or whatever the case may be. So they didn't get the privileges that you have but at the end of the day class is never completely merited it's never completely merited people really have this stupid assumption that hard work equals your monetary funds which is ridiculous and if you look at anyone who's a hard worker you will know that yeah some single moms have like four jobs and they're like the working poor like explain you me don't, that. yeah you don't think you don't think that they are working hard and there was this girl on twitter that i follow her at is written by hannah and she said, silence and community can't exist together, but the Black celebrity class don't see the Black working class as their community. They see us as their fans. They see us as people that indulge in their, in their art, but they don't see us as their community. So how can they show up for us in the same way? Yeah, but that guy, what he said about, um, if you act right, please won't be doing this. Whether you're calm, whether you're um, erratic, what, however you act, some police have an agenda just to kill you. And that just really annoyed me because I don't know if you guys saw that video of that man who was sitting in the car and 15 seconds later, he was like, I'm calm, I'm not doing anything. And the police shot him. Even um, um, Trayvon Martin, he was shot yeah. from behind. Like, it's not how you act in front of police. Like, I hate these comments that people, even like sometimes like my parents will even say like, sometimes black people have to relax. And like in certain situations, like, yeah, you need to be relaxed in certain situations, but you cannot say that that's the reason why, that's the sole reason why people are being shot. People, police officers and white people, white supremacists want to kill people sometimes. They want to kill black people. They want to wipe us out. So that is not any excuse for like saying this is okay. Like, you know what I mean? And like, especially with um, Africans, I feel it's just really annoying me. I see on Twitter, like, people are defending policemen. I'm just like, are you not okay? Like, did you guys see John Boyega's tweets? Yeah. No. About, okay, so he basically was tweeting, like, I, f I fucking hate racists. That's what he said. And then some Nigerian person, and I'm Nigerian, so, like, some Niger I was just so annoyed. Some Nigerian person was like, oh, John, it's not about violence. I'm not, um, people can be racist towards black people, too. Or black people can be racist to Asian people. Black people can be racist to white people. And John's like, I'm talking about white on black racism. My king, okay, good. Then this other person was like, yeah, John, like I hate racists too. I hate my girlfriend who is black, doesn't like white people, so I kicked her out. We're not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not. First of all, it makes sense to not like people that have been historically uh, oppressed to you and have killed you. Yeah. That's I think not racist. Issue, yeah, I think sometimes the issue with people who, um, are like not that there's an issue with them but sometimes there's like a lack of understanding with people who come directly from foreign countries only because um they don't have the history they don't like acknowledge the history yeah. of slavery because they're like well i wasn't a slave i like came here like after the refugee camp and like you know what i mean so they see it as like very much like their immigrant struggle opposed to, like black struggle at the same time you're still black they're still seeing yeah they're there. still black yeah. you're, like you're not anything to them so I, it's always like this whole beef with like Africans and African Americans, like in the States, that whole beef thing. But at the end of the day, someone's still going to see you as a nigger. Like you're not, you're, you're not, do you know what I mean? I don't know. You're just one with an accent. It's hard. It's hard. It's like a difficult, <laughs> it's like a difficult conversation that you have to have with your family. 
and I, it's, it's hard. It's ingrained in the diaspora. I don't know why it's weird. Um, but a lot of Habisha people separate themselves from the idea that they're black. And I'm like, <laughs> honey, like dad, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, these black celebrities have been very, very embarrassing. And I just want their publicist teams, their PR teams to please just put an end to it. Like Wiz Khalifa is coming on the internet talking about be peaceful. Lil, do you guys see Lil Nas X tweet? Oh yeah. 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 He okay, tweeted actually- like a joke. And everyone was like, buddy, you're not on Stan Twitter anymore. You're not in, like, you're not a Nicki Minaj Stan account anymore. You are someone who has money, who has privilege, and who has a platform. You cannot be tweeting, like, a fucking troll. And the thing is, is, like, I'm, I love trolls on the internet. Like, that's my favorite type of content. Like, I love idiots. I love YouTubers. I love people who, like, got big off a of vine. And, like, one of my faves... Drew Phillips, he's white. I'm not gonna like plug someone who's white on this podcast, but if <laughs> but if I had to, and like he's like the biggest troll, like a troll, okay. And even him, he was able to break character and like tweet something like very serious and like support the black community, okay. As like your brand is not going to tarnish because you're showing human decency. Like no one's gonna think you're not funny because you didn't make a joke out of black people dying. Yeah. And I think it's good to see that there are some influencers and some celebrities that have been using their platform for good. Um, Tierra Wack is one of them. Proud to stand her. Queen. She, she's been um, reposting a lot. No name. Um, those who you would more expect. Mm-hmm. But um, even Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez has been making some points. And I have my respect for that man is going up. Um, I don't think he's without his problematicness same thing with j cole j cole has a lot of problematicness surrounding him but i really do respect the way that he's showing up and showing out for his community and i actually wanted to just mention something about black people posting because do you guys think that black people should post and like spread awareness about this stuff because with little nas x as well he also tweeted like i'm sorry i had been silent like i just didn't know how to talk about it my mental health like this is affecting me and the day before that tweet came out, I actually DM'd Luke T from um, Love Island, asking him just to be like, oh, I'm just wondering if you're going to post about what's going on. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to, he replied to me like, yeah, I'm going to post. So I'm like, cool. And then I sent them to my friends and they're like, you cannot ask black people to post. You can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. I think it's different if you ask a regular degular or if you ask someone who has a platform, those with a platform I more expect it. Those who are just living their everyday life, you have no obligation to post anything. If you're black. If you're black, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let me just, I know someone's going to take that out of context. If you're black, you have no obligation to post anything because this is very debilitating to your mental health. Yeah, I completely agree. I think like if someone is feeling extreme, because it's one of those things where you don't want to have to feel the responsibility to constantly post about it. Like a part of me almost equates this to like educating. Mm-hmm non-black people because a lot of those posts are like they'll have resources they'll like explain how to be an ally and it's like i'm doing that on my own will but don't expect it from me like i don't need to be doing this i think the people who should be um definitely posting are non-black people because most of their followers are probably going to be non-blacks but i think if you're black you're regular regular and you feel as though you need to delete your instagram or like you don't want to post by all means i understand because it sucks (laughs) yeah it does suck and i've had this conversation with people where I'm like thank you for posting or thank you for reposting my thing or whatever and they'll be like no it's you don't have to thank me this is the bare minimum I could do 
And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're actually right. That is the bare minimum you could do. So let me just not feel that I need to thank people for being decent. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, especially because of this podcast. Me and Dina have had a lot of people repost us and I have been saying thank you, but a part of me is like, okay, stop. Just like it. (laughs) But it feels uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but it feels very like new to me to have non-people or people who aren't black, like listen to me. Like it's actually been so eye-opening. I'm like, oh, you like for the very first time in your whole entire life of acknowledging my opinion about your treatment towards me. And it's a very new feeling that I've never felt in my 21 years of life. I promise you. Yeah, it's so new. I'm so surprised to scroll through Instagram and see all these people posting about Black people and caring about Black people. And for those of you that are very, very, very sick and tone deaf and are posting your selfies, you need help. Oh my goodness. You need help. You need a lot. You actually need help. Like, please read the room, honey. Read the room. How do you feel about Black people posting? Like, Black people posting what? Oh, they can post whatever they want. They can post whatever whatever they want. Really? Look, because black people can post themselves kikiing. Yeah, if you want to have, if you want to have a laugh, because I did this too. If you want to have a laugh, like just have a laugh, because it life really sucks for you. <laughs> like I get yeah. it. Are you? But yeah. Selfie of the selfies, the black selfies. Yeah, Angie, what do you, what's your opinion? <laughs> okay, because today Nella posted something, and I love Nella, so you know I'm not, and I don't have any hate towards her, but she posted like a group picture, and like her caption was like, um, because my, my, I love my black friends. I don't want to see them die. Just like talking about the issue, but just something like that. And then I saw someone post comment underneath was like, what's that going to do? What's, how's that going to help? And I was just thinking to myself, like, cause even like models right now, they're posting their pictures, black models who I follow and like, they're beautiful people. And I'm very happy that you're showing us how you look. But like, I just feel like in general right now, I feel like no one should really be posting themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like right now, like this is a time, like whether you're black or white, this is a time that we have to focus on the, the problem that's going on in the black community. As much as like, I'm not saying people can't take a break. I just feel like right now is not the time. Cause oh, today my friend posted um, his, his, po- his podcast radio show and someone, he's a black guy and he was actually, he posted about um, his radio is going to be about like Black Lives Matter, his, all that kind of stuff. And someone else commented like right now is not the time for you to post. And though I thought that was kind of aggressive for her to like comment that in other situations, if it was a selfie, I would have probably thought the same thing. So I don't really know where I stand. I think it depends on who's doing the policing. If you're a white person and you're commenting that, or you're not black and you're commenting that you have no input on how black people deal with their pain and you have no input on how people, black people deal with their grief. I can be key keying on my story. You have no, you can't be like, oh, well, I guess it's over. No. Yeah. I do see where it can come off as very weird especially because we're right in the thick of it right now it's very it is it is kind of weird and I think too for me it's more so like I kind of feel guilty if I don't post as well because like yesterday I did something really funny and I was like I want to post my story but I was like let me just let me just not do that right now you know let me just save it for another day so I don't get to me feeling guilty or just like me I don't I'm not judging people especially black people I'm not judging you I'll judge you if you're white I'll judge you if you're not black but other black people I'm not judging you I'm just in my head I'm just thinking like is this okay like because I know if I feel like I wouldn't right now I personally couldn't and I think even with me making this statement and saying like it's not okay to post this kind of stuff right now I know a lot of my non-black and white friends will 
thing that I'm like talking about them specifically. And I'm not talking about you specifically, I'm talking about everyone. Um, so if it's something that you've been doing, just fix up. You don't need to come to me and text me an apology or something. Yeah. I honestly, I don't need that. Like I can't, I don't have the emotional capacity to hold your, like, you know how that, that meme where it's like, I don't have the emotional capacity to hold your feelings right now. We can have this conversation at a later date. Yes, that's very much a meme, but that's actually how I feel right now. I know. Like, I just don't, I don't have it. Don't message me. Like I actually, I've had a lot of people messaging me and I get it and I know it's coming from a good place, but honestly, it's very exhausting for me. I know. I made a joke on an account that I run <laughs> about, I was like saying- It's a Finsta. It's a Finsta, be honest. It's a Finsta, but I made this joke and it was truly a joke. Um, I was just saying like, oh my God, like, let me know guys if um, any of your non-Black friends and your white friends have been reaching out to you because I love reading science fiction. Like there have been no allies coming out <laughs> and it was really a joke. And I, the reason why I posted that and I posted another thing afterwards being like, hey, like if you felt any way, I didn't call anyone out. I was like, if you felt any way about that joke, the shoe fit, then you knew. Cause I did not tell you, you knew. And mm-hmm. I got a bunch of messages and I was like, I don't want to have to message you. I'm not going to message you saying like, it's okay. Like you're doing okay. Like, cause I'm not going to, cause if you knew you're doing okay, you wouldn't have asked for this validation. But yeah, as far as like posting uh, things that are unrelated, I feel like sometimes I don't know for me, like I've posted things that aren't related just because I was like, I need to take a mental break. And I hope that the black mm-hmm. people who are watching this are smiling. Because uh, I was like, you know, I don't really care. But then some white people laugh and I was like, I need to take this down. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot laugh until further notice. I was like, until I tell you, you can laugh. I wish there needs to be like another rendition of close friends, like just black friends. Yeah. <laughs> Lydia Kelsey. You gotta change your entire close friends to just black to black people. people. Um, yeah. To sum up my point, if you as a Black person need to express something to kind of ease your pain, and that's like your coping mechanism, like that for me, like making jokes is a, like a, uh, um, a coping mechanism. However, mm-hmm. I wouldn't make a joke about people dying. I made a joke about the allies being stupid <laughs> because yeah. I was, if that, that takes away the weight off of me and it places it on someone else. Yeah, it's hard. I, I posted, I think I've posted a couple songs maybe because music is something that genuinely makes me really, really happy. So I've maybe posted that. Um, but even if I were to post a joke, I have like screenshotted tweets and been like, okay, I want to go like post this on my Instagram. And I've retweeted things that are funny. Um, yes. Because, yeah. you know, black people be laughing through our pain. Like that's actually so true. Like look at Twitter. That's how, it's a coping mechanism, but you shouldn't be laughing. If you're not black, you shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> Honestly, Kiki in silence. It's like, you know what that tweet that's like, I hate when men say something funny and I just hold in my laugh and wait till I'm at home to laugh. That's how you should be holding your laugh. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Other than I guess like the inevitable issue with um, what's been going on, I guess like what's the most disappointing thing for you or part of this current climate? And I think I kind of mentioned earlier before, I think people, black people dying for me and like seeing it on my timeline. It's something I've seen since I've gotten a Twitter account, since I've gotten to Facebook, since I've gotten an Instagram, like since I was 14, since forever, right? So I think that as much as it is disappointing, I think the part that is the most disappointing is seeing people who I love so hard not love me back because they aren't being good allies. And I think that's the part that I get kind of almost obsessed with checking. Like I'm obsessed with checking, like, did you post? Are you like donating? Like, why aren't you being vocal about this? And I think 
coming out of the situation, a lot of us are going to have a lot less friends and it's really sad. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Like even like my close friends, people who I would expect to be posting and my celebrity people, I, celebrities I love, like people like that. Like when you, when you see that someone you support and you love isn't like fighting for you or um, posting about this, even like sharing, like I, you feel like you have to educate them and they haven't even messaged you too because I know my one friend, okay, I posted a lot about, if you haven't messaged me yet, um, you're not, like we're not friends anymore. After I posted that, she started posting every single day she wasn't so much but she still hasn't messaged me I'm I'm not even gonna message her I'm not gonna message her about it like we're not gonna talk about it but it's noted I'm remembering it out in my head and it's just like it's very I don't know and then what the people who do message me and who didn't post it's like the paragraphs the I love you so much like just know I'm doing everything I can blah blah like thank you thank you sis tell us about them like what was the point of messaging me yeah it's like you don't even care like you don't genuinely care even the word allyship is stupid. And shout out to our girl, Eon. She was on live earlier. Follow her at Press Pod. She's starting a podcast soon. And she was our last guest on the last podcast. She was just like, I don't believe in allyship. You are just being a decent human being. And I don't, just, I don't believe in giving you a pat on the back for being a decent person. That's what I always think about. Because whenever people message me, I find that they're centering their own white guilt and they're centering their own discomfort rather than centering what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? So just think before you message Black people, honestly. Just think. You have to think. Do not message any Black people with these all lives matter thing. Like, this is not the time. If you think all lives matter, if you really want to be thinking on your head, then show support for Black people. Because all lives cannot matter until Black lives matter. It's not most lives matter. It's not that. And that's what people mm-hmm. don't understand. Like, they feel offended that you're posting about Black people. Am I not Black? Like, why are you offended? What am I supposed to do? Watch my people die and stay quiet? Like, it's as if, like, it's like, you can't be doing that. Like, you're making me feel uncomfortable. And it's why people just don't want to see them out of the center. They're so self-centered. They don't understand when someone else is suffering something. Just because you've never suffered doesn't mean other people can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it, it shows that people are uncomfortable with dismantling privilege that they have always benefited from. They've benefited from it their entire lives. So why would you want to dismantle a system that has never hurt you? The thing is about a lot of people who aren't Black, who are like friendly with us, is like there's a certain dynamic at play with all of our non-Black friends or acquaintances because of institutional racism, like period. And the way we speak to them and how they do, how they like communicate to us, like it is ingrained in them. And so for that to change, for their relationships to change and what is a huge shift for them. And a lot of times equality for them feels like oppression because they don't know what it feels like to, I don't want to say come down to our level, but just us for to, to be equal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I always think that someone who faces one form of oppression is a little, 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 little tiny bit more susceptible to be empathetic to other forms of oppression. White men, I don't know what to say about you. You're out of there, baby. It's true. Have you guys been unfollowing and blocking people? Yeah. People who responded to anything with All Lives Matter, I just blocked them right away. I, don't have time I haven't that. gotten that. So I'm actually really blessed. No, I, I don't have time for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have no time. I haven't gotten any overtly All Lives matter messages. However, just in the way that people have been posting, I've been unfollowing people. 
So if I, I haven't was, followed you, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's the person I that I didn't like, fix up. I've been restricting a lot of people when I see their posts. Like, I don't want to unfollow them right now, but just restricting so I don't have to see that. And like, they don't even get on my friends, so I don't care. But, you know, just like when people post their selfie, white people, when they post like their pictures and stuff like that, but they're still posting like activism, I guess, on their mm-hmm. story. But I feel like it's still not really okay. Like right now we have to focus on people, you know? The issue with posting things that are unrelated to what is happening right now is that it just very much shows that you have the privilege and ability to think about other things and not have this weighing on you when I honestly genuinely don't. Um, so that's the difference between a Black person and a non-Black person posting leisurely stuff. It's like you have that choice to turn that off. You have the choice to stop thinking about this, whereas this is my reality every single day of every single minute of every single day, right? So I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what I was going to say is like a lot of people's like reality, like a lot of white people specifically, the first time they're encountering what is happening is on Instagram. The first time in their lives they've had to think about black people this much every day of every second dying is on Instagram where it's like, babes, log off and it's still my reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to add, like, did you guys see CPL's post? Like the whole thing with CPL, like someone DM them about posting about black lives and they were like, this can't benefit us at all. Wait, I, what is CPL? I'm thinking party life. Are they the page that posts all those girls? Like, yeah, like the drinking, Don't even all need those. To finish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Western Savages, but for all Canadian schools. And they were like, this will not benefit us right now. So I just went, I blocked them too. They don't call me back, but I still blocked them. It's just so like, it's so You sad should block me. them. You should. You should yeah. It's and so it's sad. also fucked up to see how like different brands are reacting to. Like yeah. Fashion Nova or Pretty Little Thing. Like, babes, all of your fashion is Black influenced all of pretty much all the influencers are curvy most of the influencers are people of color or black people babes what are you doing also it's like your clothing is not fair trade it's built on slavery like what kind of joke i saw that from jackie Ina. like she was like i'm partnering with fashion nova to like for black lives matter i was like why i was like why 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 capitalism is inherently anti-black i know that's like a whole other episode, but if you didn't know, that's a little tidbit. Side note, any guy I match with on Tinder that's not black and that I had on Instagram, or I remembered their Instagram, I literally purposely like went to their profile <laughs> to see if they shared anything because I was like, oh no, I know I'm not the only black woman you ever swiped right on. So you're saying. <laughs> Do you guys, I don't know, I've been thinking a lot and I've been thinking about dating and I'm like, I don't know if I could date a white man after this. No. And I'll explain. Or that. actually, period, not a, a non-black person. I'm no. not going to, don't, don't like, hold don't me quote me on that. it, but no. No, yeah, don't hold me, don't quote me on this, but that's just like what I've been feeling lately. And you know, someone messaged me asking me that, like, um, she was saying that she's really struggling. She feels like she has to represent the black community, keep the black race alive by dating black people. And I just told her, like, I don't really think, like, you need to stay within Black. Like, you don't have to date Black if you don't like Black men. You don't have to. But when it comes to actually meeting a white person, they're, like, it's so annoying to have to explain, like, everything about, like, I don't want to have to educate you on anything. But I I also said, like, if someone really liked you, whether white, Black, non-Black, whatever, another person of color, 
if someone really liked you, they would take the time to really educate themselves on black issues. So like, I don't even think I'm attracted to the people who aren't Black, but if it happens... <laughs> Good for you, honestly. Good, Good for, for you. <laughs> I wish I was like that. I know. I like them all. But, um, I like them all. I like all I like them all. But, unfortunately. Um, never even just about... Because I feel like, yeah, you can meet, like, one non-Black guy or one white guy who's, like, you know, he's really, like, um, he's a really good ally or he just has human decency, but it's, like if you really like them and then you end up like being a part of their family, like there's always one bad nut. There's always a family member or a group, like a bunch of family members that are going to attack you. And it's just like to have that war in my own family. No. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that doesn't sit right with me. And also just because you like me, that's why you choose to educate yourself on anti-blackness. That to me is a little bit hurtful in and of itself because you don't care about my people you just like me I I don't want to be the acceptable black so that is my only gripe but I don't know it's just so hard to separate and without a huge thing like what's going on in the world right now how would I really know how to test you if that makes sense like I don't want to have to test my spouse or my significant other and see if they're racist you have to control f black on their twitter (laughs) to check what they tweeted about to check their receipts what about men that move in silence that's true that is very true i don't know some of y'all should learn to move in silence to be honest because you'd be embarrassing yourself some people really come on the internet and embarrass themselves and i'm talking about black people and white people and all people yeah, a lot of East Asians, I'm not even going to lie to you, a lot of East Asians look extremely embarrassing right now because the way we fought so that they don't have to get embarrassed about uh, coronavirus or like they didn't have to deal with racism during coronavirus. And what are they turning around? They're turning around and saying, thank you, nigger. Like literally, it's embarrassing. No, saying this is not our issue. We don't want to speak on it. Yeah. Fuck off. And I wanted to also say something about like Travis Scott and ASAP Rocky, like, you know, those black people who only like white girls. They haven't said anything, and I've been checking every single day. I've been checking their pages every day. I don't know. Yeah, like Travis Scott, I'm sorry, you're not my activist. ASAP Rocky, you're not my activist. I honestly stream those niggas in silence. I actually stream them in silence. You have to. Yeah. As someone, as a woman, as a Black woman who loves hip-hop, I've had to stand, not even stand, I can't even say stand, I've had to stream a lot of these niggas in silence because they really do be coming on the internet and embarrassing me and they have such problematic views so it's just separating yourself from the people you stand is so important or the people that you enjoy their content sometimes you can't stand them as a human being yeah I completely agree it's a hard lesson to learn when you're uh when you have any Pisces in your chart yeah but on your point Angie I think I'm not surprised that Travis Scott hasn't said anything. And I'm not surprised that ASAP Rocky hasn't said anything. It doesn't, it doesn't serve to benefit them in any way because in their heads, they're not black or they're black, but they're an elite black. It just makes me sad. And that's a whole self-hatred thing with like, like even relating back to Doja Cat, like how can you not see what people who look like you, even if you're racially ambiguous, if you're dark skin, light skin, these are still people, you have black in you. How can you be denying what's going on out there and be okay within yourself, you know? Like, I feel like you have a duty to, to say something or at least, especially your platform. Yeah, we talked about it already. Like your platform is so 
you have so many people underneath your influence, you know, a lot of your crowd is white, black, whatever, you should say something. And it's just really, mm-hmm. really sad. And it's, it's really telling, especially with ASAP Rocky, like, um, we got you out of prison, you know? So. <laughs> Literally, you were in the Ikea land, baby. No, it's so true. And I think there's a little white kid out there that stands Travis Scott, that if Travis Scott posted something, he would think, oh, maybe Black Lives do matter. Exactly. So it's, I see what you're, I see exactly where you're coming from. And it's very heartbreaking to know, but these celebrities, bro, I was, they just, they, they do not need internet access, honest to God. Even with like personal like accounts, like I wouldn't even feel comfortable if me and Dina had posted a podcast episode unrelated. Like if we had posted an episode being like, uh, what do you guys, we wouldn't, but what do you guys look for in girls? Like that would be so embarrassing to make a post <laughs> that like. <laughs> so has, embarrassing. It has nothing to do with the recent climate. I feel like no one, whether you're famous or not, should be like coming out with any content that's unrelated because that's you choosing especially with the way timelines are kind of set up right now that is you purposely choosing to dodge everything that's right in front of you i think people don't realize that black people do not want to sit up here and talk about how we're being killed this is not fun for us this is not something we want to do lydia wants to make a funny kiki youtube video i want to talk about dating on this podcast we we honestly wanted this episode for this week to be something funny because we did a like a more serious topic last week and so when we sit and think about what we want to put out we wanted to put out something more lighthearted. we wanted to put out something to do with dating because a lot of people like hearing that content but unfortunately we can't there's we can't we can't no one wants to be angry no one wants to be hurting no one wants to feel pain and i was thinking about this like when i was younger uh like when i was on tumblr a lot of things were like, okay, so now I've decided that I'm going to become a feminist and I'm going to put on this title. Okay. And then, okay, I'm in first year, I'm going to join VSA. I'm going to take the steps to like do these things and I'm doing them voluntarily. And it's hard now as an adult looking back and realizing those things aren't particularly choices. I don't really have a choice to opt out of like fighting for my life. I mean, I could, and then just like die with self-hatred, but that doesn't seem logical. So it's hard when all these people are like, oh, you're just such an activist. And it's like, I don't have an option to be an activist. I don't have the option to just be a funny, like, girl. Like, I don't. Hmm. None of us do, really. I would love to be funny. I would love my only personality trait to be. <laughs> I would love to be funny. Only, I would love to only just be funny, though, and be funny all the time. But it's hard. Like, you can't. You can't. So just to wrap up the episode... We want to talk about healing and as Black people, how we're taking care of ourselves during this time. For me, I've just been taking breaks, you know, watching lots of Netflix. Like I've been rewatching The Office. So that's kind of what I've been doing, you know, spending time with my family and like with, with all that's going on, my family's all Black. And I was looking at my sister the other day and she's, I was just looking at her and I started crying because I started thinking like such an innocent person, like you like you're basically you've committed a crime by being black you know you don't know anything but like you're not going to be seen as worthy in certain situations so just taking this time to enjoy with my family like really like like enjoying like and just taking not taking it for granted because like you never know what could happen tomorrow you never know like what situation you could be in you never know if you'll be stopped by a cop so that's like my biggest thing like we've really been spending a lot of family time together like that's yeah, really nice so, yeah 
watching office has really helped me watching that over and over you know just looking at jim and pam so cute so yeah yeah um i've been listening to a lot of like black hopeful music so like i'm listening to like a lot of kirk franklin but that's like on a religious note so like if you're not into that but i've been listening to i don't know i have a playlist if you guys want it i'll send it <laughs> to you but you know just like songs very specific where it's like written by black people and it's basically them whether even if they were talking about love just like really exploding the sentiment of like it will get better with time like you know and even though a, i don't know a part of me like I don't know if I'm ever going to live in a world where there is no racial inequality, like in my lifetime, but just like trying to keep hopeful and like by hearing black people kind of reinforce that it's allowed me to better my mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think both of your coping mechanisms are really good. Personally, I don't know if I can even give advice because I've not been doing very well with taking care of myself in terms of being online all the time. I feel like I'm seeing history unfold and I want to see it in every second, which is not healthy at all. Logging off of Instagram, logging off of Twitter, and just giving yourself time. And that will also help with the whole pandemic that we forgot is happening as well. Just to remind you guys, it is still a pandemic outside. So just think wear about that. But um, yeah, wear, wear your masks. But yeah, just logging off, you know, not engaging. If people send you messages, honestly, like, you don't have to respond. You don't have to. And then also consuming content that makes you feel good, whether that be music, whether that be movies, whether that be books, whatever it is. And then also, if you're someone that does therapy or you're someone that journals or whatever it is that you do for your mental health normally, do it, but take into account how current events are going to affect your mental health because they will. And it's debilitating to always have to explain yourself and to always have to fight for basic human decency just take care of yourself and to all our black listeners we love you and for all of our allies we love you up and listen again and yeah, yeah listen to your episode on um allyship with celia that's really good mm-hmm. shout out to celia a really good ally <laughs> Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you, Angie, for being on. Yes. Um, you guys can follow BSA Western. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, it's at BSA, BSA Western um, on Instagram. And Facebook is also Black Western Black Student Association. So definitely follow that. Follow me too if you want. Ha. My, <laughs> my, <laughs> uh, my ad is Angie underscore Antonio underscore. But yeah, make sure, like, just t- take care of yourself. Try not to consume too much media. I know it's really hard, especially in this time, but spend time with family, you know, talk to your friends. It's hard, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We always do, don't we? We yeah. don't we? Do. Black people are so resilient. We're so funny. We're so kind. We're so freaking amazing. They just want to kill us because we're bad bitches. It's honestly unfortunate. <laughs> Period. Period. You want to be us so badly. Ugh. Anyways. Anyways, follow at Retweet Podcast, please. There's a lot of you that engage with our posts, that listen to our podcast, that are not following us. We are trying to get Instagram clout. Like, we are trying to succeed. If you want to see us succeed, please follow us on Instagram at Retweet Podcast. We post good content. 
You're not going to be disappointed. I see you guys that are ghost ghost watching us that like the posts but don't follow don't us follow us just i appreciate i appreciate the like honestly i appreciate the like thank you so much but please follow us just i don't appreciate us. the instagram like because it doesn't even show likes anymore so i need a number i need the follow <laughs> period but yeah we'll see you guys soon next time. yeah next time bye bye